All right. Our Slate Plus segment, ladies, our meetings sexist. This great word entered the lexicon this week, amplification. Um, this came to us from a story by my friend, my old friend, Juliet Eilprin at The Washington Post. She talked about how the women who work for Obama, when they go into an important meetings, they have a special tactic, which is so awesome. Um, when a woman makes a key point, the other women in the meeting would repeat it and give a credit to the person who said it first which forced the men in the room to recognize the contribution and denied them the chance to claim the idea as their own. This is so awesome. And this strategy apparently is known among the White House staffers, female staffers, as amplification. Now, our entire show is amplification. That's all we are is amplification. <laughs> right. Like, we agree a lot. I say something. You guys are like, good point, Hannah. You know, it's Hannah said, yeah. <laughs> As, as the brilliant Hannah Rosen said, the problem is there are no men. So it's not really like an effective strategy. I don't see that um, as a problem. <laughs> but, OK, you guys go to meetings. I go to meetings, although I there's so many females on in the Invisibilia staff that I don't think it counts either. Um, but what what do you think of this strategy? I think it's genius. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. Uh, I I think meetings are just such a complicated thing to navigate mm -hmm. as a person. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, but I find that to me, to be successful in a meeting, you just always have to have an opinion instantly and to say it uh, with great force mm -hmm. as if you are completely sure. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of not the way I operate as a thinker. Right. And and I know that I, I don't know, I, I, I would get my way more often if I could. And yeah. yet there's something where I can't bring myself to do that. Is that gendered? Is that just my own little weird brain? I don't know. But I will say that I, I, I think men are more successful at doing that in the meetings that I'm in for whatever set of reasons. Yeah. I, I was just really shocked that the women in the White House who you think like these are the most successful people expressing their views at, mm -hmm. you know, stating opinions like this, these are, this is the very opposite of like AAA. Like this is the absolute big leagues. And even there, they need this kind of ganging up strategy. Mm -hmm. I have to say, if I was a guy, I would maybe feel like, wow, the women are all plotting against <laughs> us. Um, and, but I mean, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's, so it's both depressing that women like this feel they need that kind of strategy not well, that's where, yeah, that's where yeah. it went viral for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'll mm -hmm. help, you know. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Hannah? Because you strike me as a person who, you know, like when I, there are certain women who I think of, I mean, like Emily Bazelon. Emily Bazelon would never, never need amplification. Hannah Rosen would never need amplification. Or am I completely projecting uh, a, an idea onto you? It's projecting because I'm Israeli. People think that um, it's just like a thing that comes off me, but it's not actually true. No, the thing that I love about it is what you said, Noreen. It's really hard to have this conversation without resorting to like just flat gender stereotypes. Mm -hmm. But like you, Nor like I have a thought process. That's why I love this show and I love talking to you guys because I have a thought process which works itself out collaboratively. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not Judge Judy. I don't have the like need to say I'm the boss, applesauce or whatever she says. <laughs> like I don't, like s declarative statements. I mean, they come to me sometimes. Like I could be, you know, listening to a piece or having a commenting, whatever. In, in radio, you have these kind of listening sessions and sometimes my idea is really clear, right? Like you 
need to move this there and move that there. And it's really clear. But often I like to work it out out loud, much mm-hmm. like we do on this show. And I don't know, is that is that kind of collaborative thinking a a female a, a distinctly female process? I'm really not sure. But I think amplification, in addition to kind of buttressing them, was a way of recreating that, like recre- re- like opening a little space for kind of out loud sisterhood collaborative thinking within the declarative space. So like I might say, and then the other woman would add on to it and say, oh, like Hannah's, like Susie's idea, whatever. That's a really good idea. And also this, so that they get to have a moment where they do the thing that maybe comes more naturally. Yeah. I sometimes am in in meetings for The Cut, um, which is New York Magazine's like women's site. And they are very structured, actually. It's sort of like everyone goes around and has a say. And everyone comes out of those meetings feeling great. They take a really, really long time. But no one feels sort of unheard. Uh, And so I wonder if there are just more friendly ways to structure meetings. I mean, you work with all women now, Hannah, and you love it, right? Yeah, I really like it. And the meetings, you know, again, it's exactly what you said about the cut. Like, no matter who's in the room and we'll, you know, in listening sessions, you're often bringing in interns or just random people or friends because you want people who haven't heard the story before to listen to it. So we bring in lots of people and like we'll systematically go around the room and give everybody their say, um, including an intern who got here yesterday. will kind of, you know, have their say and they can they can talk a lot about something that offended them or something they just thought wasn't working or something they thought was boring. Like it's clear that everybody has a space to speak and it takes mm-hmm. a really long time and you come out of it not exactly knowing what, what rules to follow. Like it's not as clear as other meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's but it but everybody comes out of it feeling like they have their say, you know? Um so So uh, are meetings so sexist mean? or are is the prevailing way that meetings are run sexist? Or is just is efficiency sexist? <laughs> right. Well, but the bi- real test of this would be like you need a place that was well. I guess Invisibilia is that place, but like a big place, say magazine run by a woman, and see how the meetings were run. Because we would all get impatient. Like you know that the three of us would get impatient if you had every single meeting to decide every single story it took like three and a half hours and everyone had their say. It would be insane. Right. You know. Right. I'm having a flashback to my my uh, earlier feminist days when we, everything had to reach consensus and. <laughs> It's not always easy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep the question as it was, are meetings sexist and you guys are going to have to rate it. It's not going to be the prevailing way that meetings are run. That's just like a cop out. We're going to okay. say are meetings sexist and you can answer. I'm going to say yes, meetings are sexist. So they're on 1 to 10, 10 being the most sexist, 1 being not sexist at all. I'm going to give meetings like a 7. Yeah, I was going to do a 6. I'm right in that zone with you. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 6 too. Okay. So we got with bad math, a 6.5 meetings are sexist. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you, and we'll talk to you in two weeks.